Barancourt's radio network is now available on Anchor.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast either through Anchor or one of its many affiliates, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Now, enough of the bullshit. Here's the podcast.
welcome to the Sci-Files, our Doctor Who episode. It's been Woo! asked for, so here it is. Yay! So we just got done watching, and you'll hear it in the beginning of this, If or you should have heard it in the beginning here. We just got done watching the regeneration of Peter Capaldi's Doctor Who into Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who. So, and we're going to discuss now, you know, why they did it this way, possibly. My theory is, is that they kicked her out of the TARDIS and let her, you know, start falling as the cliffhanger. So when they start the new show, they can start it off mm-hmm. in the cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, as you see in it, the TARDIS is exploding on the inside. This is going to give them the perfect opportunity to rebuild the TARDIS in the new Doctor's image. Yep. So to speak. Yeah. For the new Doctor. So that's my basic theories. Which did, did you ever see any of the leaked photos that they had for the TARDIS? Uh, I there, have not. There actually. were there were a few that were on social media. I think we might have shared them to the Ron Corp's Facebook page. Cool. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, just scroll through our uh, our archive on um, facebook.com forward slash Ron Corp's Radio, and yeah, the I mean the new TARDIS has kind of an interesting look. And while you're, uh, I'll let you take over so I can go ahead and look that up. <laughs> Well, here, look it up on the big screen. Oh, now, yeah. uh, while we're they're doing this, we had also just done uh, the Rosie Comic Con and saw a panel about what's coming up new with Doctor Who. Unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot we can get at because he kept going on a stupid tangent. Yeah, we actually left the panel like 10 minutes after being there. That's how bad the panel was. Um, I mean, if you want to know more about that, you could listen to us on our previous um the previous one that we just talked about with the Rose City Comic Con. Anyways, they did mention a few things, though, that we were able to catch. One, they mentioned there would be no ram- romance going on with Jodie's with Jody, Doctor Who character. Now, I'm not sure if that's just for the first season or at all, period. Yeah, they did mention that. Again, I'm not sure. Well, you know, the rumor the rumors are out there about... The fact that River will be in a an episode with Jody River Song. So you're gonna so probably see something. There kind may of be a little lesbian action. Lesbi- <laughs> lesbian <laughs> romance. You know, I mean, Doctor Who has broken the walls before with uh, this sort of thing. So there may be a little of that, but f- at least in the first season, that's now complete. There is no romance between her and her companions. Uh, another rumor is that. The clone of the Doctor uh, that was created in the David Tennant run episode, The Doctor's Daughter, yeah. is going to be back as well. Oh, really? So I, I'd like to see that. I don't know if that's going to be in the first season or not, but there's there is was that, that rumor and speculation out there that she's coming back. with the hand also? Or? I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Also, they mentioned about... New creatures and planets and worlds. Yeah. New enemies, new worlds, new times. Now, in the um, regeneration portion, towards the end, she falls out of the TARDIS. So this definitely gives them the opportunity to create things they haven't been able to do before because they were based, they were creating worlds, designing worlds that were already existed previously from other... Sorry... My husband was trying to toss a mouse to <laughs> Ryan and failed. I, so I'm back a, to I'm yeah. a terrible catch. <laughs> but as I was mentioning, this gives them the opportunity to do more things that they probably hadn't been able to do in a long time. So they're basically starting Doctor Who from scratch, basically. Well, I mean, every time a new Doctor takes over, they're starting Doctor Who from scratch. Yes, but I'm talking about world building. Well, that's that's probably a that's probably not quite as true, but there is a lot of new things. Chris Chinball is it Chinball Chinball? How do you say his last name? Oh, Christian Bell. No, Chris Chin Chinball Chinball. Ooh, the new Doctor Who showrunner. Oh, um, yeah, I can't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, formerly the showrunner for um, for Broadchurch. Well, for Broadchurch, you know who yeah. we're talking Chris about. Chris Chinball. I think it's Chinball. Those of you who are Doctor Who fans probably He's know taking he's over about. from Stephen Moffat. So that's going to be new. Whether he's, you know, whether he's going to be 
heavily involved in the writing or has been because they've wrapped the first season. So whether he was heavily involved in the writing or not, uh, I'm not sure about yet because there are other writers for the Doctor Who series. Stephen Moffat did do some of the writing in the previous seasons, but he wasn't always the writer for the show. So how the new showrunner is going to be involved in the writing or whatnot. So we'll see about that. Um, there's been some speculations about her personality. From what I've gathered, she's going to be one of those people, one of those that's going to be like, challenges are going to happen and go, hey, this is cool, because there was a teaser of her about to do something, and she's like, yep, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so she's yeah. probably going to have a little bit more of a less serious attitude about things. From her own words that you can look up, uh, the new show is going to be full of fizzy wonder. And it's, uh, rumors have it that it, she's going, her, her portrayal of the Doctor is going to be a lot like, you know, the energy of Matt Smith with a new take on the universe from the Doctor's perspective. Well, yeah, so she's a woman we, You know, we've got Matt Smith yeah. energy as the Doctor, and, well, yeah, of course, it's going to be a female versus a male perspective now. Hey, do you think one of the scenes is going to open up with, bum, ba -da bum, bum. <laughs> she'll be a woman. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, come on, that'd be so But funny. no, you say that, and there's actually, and you can look it up online, it's a funny little meme about Doctor Who, and it's an album cover, a music album cover, with uh, Doctor's on it uh, it's got Peter Trout or Patrick Troughton yeah. and uh, Peter Capaldi and Sylvester McCoy and they're all playing the instruments or something that they were known for in the show and the it's the album cover like the Beatles it's called the doctors <laughs> and so that was really cute I saw that you know because Sylvester McCoy was known for doing the spoons Patrick Troughton always played the recorder of course Picaldi I'm gonna mess up his name Capaldi <laughs> Peter Capaldi was playing the guitar through the series, so, yeah. and some of the questions I have, are they going to keep some of the sonic technologies that Peter <laughs> Capaldi, like the sonic sunglasses, okay, well those were cool and they had a couple of jokes about don't look at my browser history, and, or not, with the glasses on, Yeah. so, you know, I want to see, because, uh, <laughs> sonic screwdriver's going to take a new take, well, uh, yeah, well I know she's got a new screwdriver, yeah, well, yeah. that's the that's that's standard in a new doctor. A new doctor gets a new screwdriver. Um, so, I'm sure there's got to be jokes, negative jokes out there. Oh, there, she, I'm sure. Maybe there she's got is. maybe she's got a sonic tampon. Well, actually, no. If <laughs> like, you look, if you look it up, there's a 20 minute comedy skit with Rowan Atkinson, oh comedy relief. Playing yes. Doctor oh Who towards the I end this. of this 20-minute thing, the Doctor goes through a bunch of regenerations. One of them is Hugh Grant. Uh, the last one ends up being a woman. Uh, it's uh, the same woman who was in Absolutely Fabulous, the blonde gal, whose name I can't think of at the moment. Oh, um, yeah, the one who plays. She finally comes and transforms into the Doctor and gets up and says, "Well, hey, I'm the Doctor now." And it's like, "Ooh, look, I've got." And my sonic screwdriver. Ooh, it vibrates. Ooh, and it has three settings. So, <laughs> you know, this is already out there, all right? So, oh, that's great. And this was years ago, mm. you know? So, so like they kind of knew that we we're going to have a female doctor at some point. You know, maybe they had, you know, maybe ahead of time. But, you know, they, uh, they had done that joke years ago. That's so, great. yeah. So, for all of those people who think they're going to be making a new joke about a sonic vibrator, get over it. It's been done. <laughs> And it had three settings. By somebody incredibly funny. By somebody incredibly funny. Now, even though there's not supposed to be a romance going on, there is a chance that this, well, I guess it's more of, are they going to ever think about, now that she's female, are they going to have her become pregnant in the near future kind of thing? Even though it's not a romance, you never know. Maybe this could be the pregnancy that creates you know, the doctor's daughter. It could be. I mean, it, it is Time Lords, so yeah. at some yeah. point in the series, she could, mm -hmm. you know, end up giving birth to a kid, which ends up back in time on Gallifrey, who ends up giving birth to 
the doctor's granddaughter who the starts the adventure. Yeah. The very annoying yes. one. <laughs> I find her so annoying that I wanted to take a shotgun to her head or something just to shut her up. So we probably feel this. Well, I, I I didn't really feel the same about her, but I definitely felt that way about um, about Rose. Mm. And I like uh, Rose. And Donna. I didn't like either of them. My problem with the Absolutely. first one was that she just whined so much. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I'm like, God damn, woman! But that was the time. If you looked at other shows from that time period. There was always the female in distress who... Yeah, but I bet they weren't that annoying. Oh, yes, they were. <laughs> oh, yes. Jesus. Because at that time, you know, you're talking a time for women that was very misogynistic uh, in relation to how it is today. They were supposed to be, in the TV shows, the woman in distress. They were to be rescued. They were to be taken care of. And that, that's how the shows... I mean, the hero was the guy, the woman was in distress, and the woman had to be saved. Now, that said, as Susan progressed as a character throughout the Doctor Who series, she became stronger and stronger and stronger. I love those earrings, by the way. As she grew, <laughs> as she grew up. So towards the end, when she finally said, Hey, Dad, or Hey, Granddad... I want to stay here because I'm in love with this guy and I want to help him fight the dialects. Okay? So, at the time that she left, humans, there was a human dialect war in the time frame that they were in. Yeah. So, she, so in the end, when she left the show, she was much stronger than when she began. Yeah, well. So, and yes, I do agree, she had a (laughs) habit of screaming a lot and yelling and running away and being terrified throughout the series. But Which never helps the character at all. No, it no. But, you know, I mean, this is the 1960s, early 1960s. Be that this is the 13th Doctor, if she does get pregnant, there is room for the child to progress and maybe continue the series after she's done. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Doctor Who, the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Doctor what? <laughs> Doctor, please. Doctor, please. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, if you think about it throughout the series, the doctor has already helped given birth to a child or procreated a child. River's Song is a product of Rory and Amy doing it in the TARDIS while they're in the time vortex with the Doctor, so yeah. human and Time Lord DNA yes. kind of all get mixed together in the Time Vortex. He's also her lover, so that's kind of an ew factor there. Uh, well, it's kind of a weird... If you really it, think it is, about it. If you really think yeah. about it, it is kind of a weird thing that he, he River has some Time Lord DNA because of traveling through time while she was conceived. Yeah, and, and being on the TARDIS. And the thing is, is, isn't the TARDIS kind of a part of the Doctor? Well, no. no not, not exactly. Or... Not exactly. Yeah. No, the TARDIS... They've made, they've made a lot of references or innuendo about the TARDIS actually being a conscious living thing throughout the series. Which would make sense why the Doctor usually talks to it. <laughs> yes, which is... Well, and that's, that's in the well, episode The Doctor's Wife when, when they land on the space amoeba... Or not space people, but space sea urchin, space urchin, planet toyed thing, and the TARDIS's consciousness gets shoved into the female body. They, the episode's called The Doctor's Wife. Yeah. And that gives cre- uh, credence to the fact that the TARDIS is, if not conscious, at least is an AI. Uh, and, but, I mean... There's a lot of canon stuff throughout the series, old and new, and new canon stuff that you really gotta take into consideration about yeah. why maybe the Doctor's TARDIS is a little different from other TARDISes. Well, because well, not only does the Doctor's TARDIS for a while, and I'm not sure if it still does because they haven't referenced it in the new series, no. uh, housed the Eye of Harmony, hmm. 
which the Eye of Harmony was a powerful artifact that basically is kind of, a, it can destroy the universe, or at least the galaxy. So, uh, and when it was opened on Earth in the 2000, or yeah, the 2000 movie where Paul McGann took over as the Doctor from Sylvester McCoy would have at least destroyed the Earth because yeah. just because it was opened. So there's a lot of reality-bending stuff that has been inside the Doctor's TARDIS. Uh, and if you go back through the series, he had the, uh, the Eye of Omega in the TARDIS at one point. Uh, he had, I think he also had the Hand of Omega in the TARDIS at one point. Hmm. So, I mean, there has been a lot of reality-bending things. And the fact that, well, you go in and the engine, or at least the power source for the TARDIS, is a small sun. From that was in one of Matt Smith's episodes where they're crawling through the engine of yeah. the TARDIS. So, I mean, the TARDIS could be alive and conscious, or it could be an AI. They've left it rather vague and up to fans to theorize about and go nuts with your fan theories. Yeah, they could be anything. And I know an <laughs> awful lot about Doctor Who, don't I? <laughs> you do, yes. yeah. Oh, a lot more than myself, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen my husband countless times watching episodes. From old the, and new. Old and new. I do not discriminate. He will go through a tangent, he'll go through a complete binge of it, start from one particular year and go all the way to the current. I still got to find that episode name of what they call like the un, unreleased episode from uh, Tom Baker's uh, series. There's a couple. Because they actually had, it was like a two hour episode. Um, they have a couple that they had on BBC just last month mm -hmm. and what it was was like because they're missing footage mm -hmm. um, a lot of it's like missing video but all the audio is there yes uh, and they replaced a lot of it with animatics that. I saw that with you I haven't I, uh, I, I yeah. actually got to see the original episode that they uh, cut together live action with it uh, I didn't see the one that they re-released with the animated stuff added into it yeah but i got to see the original one where they took yeah. all of the actual footage that they have and uh cut it into a shorter episode yeah yeah this one was, uh, i got to see that one this one was definitely long and yeah really, really and long. uh there there were a couple of unreleased episodes from doctor who uh with tom baker uh as well as others uh, one in particular was written by Douglas Adams, and it hmm. was actually never aired, but it was fully and completely filmed, hmm. uh, and of course that footage is now lost, but, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, so... How dare they? Yeah, but they have, there are a couple of episodes from Douglas Adams that you can see, and Douglas Adams has credit for, uh, assisting in writing some of the episodes. I should actually go back and re-release one of them. There's a movie that we that uh, Rotten Corpse Entertainment actually did um, before we started the podcast, and it's missing a lot of video, but we have all the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I've been me I've been I've been thinking about it too. It's like yeah, maybe if I just add it with stills and weird stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, and that was actually uh, there's a there was the restoration project even before the 2005 release of Christopher Eccleston's Doctor Who where a company had gotten the audio and yeah. put together as much of the actual footage as they could mm. and did still frames with the complete audio to complete the episodes. And there's a lot of those out there. Um, and the thing is, is that collectors actually have some Doctor Who episodes that haven't been aired since they were originally aired that the BBC doesn't have. Wow. Yeah, they actually just found one last year that a collector was willing to sell back to the BBC. Okay. So that episode got uh, got aired, and you can look that. It was either last year or the year before, but you can mm -hmm. do that. And there is rumor and speculation that there are other episodes out there that the BBC has tried to get from the collectors, but the collectors won't give them mm -hmm. because, I mean, that it, uh, ultimate collector item right there, yeah, yeah. a complete you know, undamaged episode of Doctor Who that hasn't been aired since it was actually aired. Hmm. So, and the BBC's always on the lookout for more. Now, what kind of new fan base do you, do you guys think that will um, 
this might bring more of the series. This might bring more of the females in because I know there's there's a lot of females that love Doctor Who, but there's also like me who are not a big fan of Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who too for an extent, but now there's a female role, there might be more of us being able to relate to Doctor yeah. Who. I'm also starting to think too, maybe because like I, I know. Um, the series, like the current series, has quite a you know LGBTQ um, following. I kind of wonder how much more that will grow because of this. It, I think that's going to depend on the first season, to be honest. Yeah. On how they portray the new Doctor. Yeah. We've already been told that with the new series in the can and waiting to air this October on the seventh, that there is not going to be any romance involved with the Doctor in any of the new companions or anything like that. Yeah, and, so. that's, and that's kind of how they were doing... I, th- I think that's how, like, um, Capaldi's last, you know, season kind of worked out. Yes, his last season, but with uh, Clara in there, she still loved the Doctor even though he had transformed into yeah, the new look. Yeah, it wasn't quite what she was wanting, but... He was still there. He was still there. And so she did... There was that hint of that Clara's wistful wish kind of thing. Mm. Uh, that maybe she could look like Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in the new series, at least the first season so far, there is not supposed to be any romance. <laughs> and again, we don't know if River's going to be in it. Yeah. And that will be interesting <laughs> for the LBG... Uh, community. I have to say too, um, with the way they're, um, you know, with the with the cast, you know, all the new companions that the Doctor's going to have this time around. I mean, that's going to definitely amp up the adventure quality. Mm-hmm. And it, it's actually ethnically diverse as well, which has yeah. been, you know, a, a big thing. The Doctor has had. Uh, three companions before at once. Yeah. So it, that's not new. No. Uh, but it, it's definitely... It, it's it's going to be interesting on what they do and how they bring them all together. I am really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. And how they're going to... You know, maybe new technologies that we can talk about on the sci-fi will be showcased and whatnot. So... I definitely like the collection of people he had with, um, you know, along with Bill... Um, just kind of on and off. Uh, his name is escapes me, but he's that one alien, the bald dude. Nardal. Okay. Yeah. Nardal. <laughs> Couldn't think of his name right off the top, but yeah, he he's introduced in the Christmas episode uh, called "The Wives of River, or the Husbands of River Song," mm. and uh, yeah, that's how. And his head ends up getting uh, taken off by a robot and used. Uh, as uh, an information source, and then later the doctor puts him on an android body, which we don't get to see. He's just yeah. introduced in the season right after that Christmas well, you episode. You can't see that episode. The Husbands of River Song. Possibly. It's a good episode. It really is. So. Is that the one where she's on? Where she's on the? No, that's not the one where she's on the present planet, is it? No. Where no. 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 That's a completely. Different that's episode. a completely different one. Now, Axel, you being a fan at all, as we know, hopefully they'll stay with this date, because we all know that it's been moving moving the date forward and forward. How do you feel about this long wait? Oh, this was painful. This was completely painful. Yeah. I was expecting, you know, I was, you know, last year, the new episodes got released in April or May. I was really... It was was pretty early. It was pretty early. I was really hoping for, you know, an early release again. But uh, they, they kept pushing it. Like they yeah, would they say did one keep pushing it, and then they kept pushing it. There were some delays. There were some rewrites, uh, because according to the official buzz, they wanted to get everything right for the new character. So, yeah. I, well, in that respect, I really don't mind the wait, other than the fact that it was painful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you get, I mean, if you guys really wanted to throw it in there, I mean, being the female, you know. You know, you have to write about females, so females are difficult, so... And this has to be a difficult process. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And if it's written by any females, no, we don't. We can't make up our minds on how we want things done. Yeah, I don't know... 
I, I really don't know how they're going to play up the fact that the Doctor is a female as opposed to male, because really, since the reboot in 2005, where they had the romance with, the obvious romance with Rose Tyler and the yeah. Doctor, after that, after Rose Tyler was off the show, and they did Donna, and they did Martha, and whatnot, they really took romance out of it. And since then... Yeah, because I, I know with, um, you know, because with, uh, with Donna, it was more like the Doctor was her companion. Yeah, the Doctor was Donna's like companion. Like her, her sidekick. And you know, then, like, and then yeah. if anybody ever referenced, you know, oh, your husband is like, well, phew, that skinny thing? No. I think, I think that's why I... <laughs> I think that's why I like Martha so much, because Martha was more... Um, was closer to his intellectual equal. Yes. As a character, and that's what I wanted. Well, that's, the, that's the kind of companion I wanted. For. He probably slowed down some of the romance, too, because he was with Riversong, tactically. That but that really wasn't a romantic uh, romance thing so much either, no. and wasn't explored in the series. And since Rose, the Doctor's romance level has been what it's always been. The companion's wanting romance with the Doctor and the Doctor being somewhat aloof. Yeah. And even uh, even River Song says in The Husbands of River Song loving the Doctor is like loving the entire universe. He barely notices you're there and when he does it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And But yeah, Capaldi there was really no romance at all for Capaldi's run. Mm-hmm. Matt Smith's run there was Amy wanting that fling with the Doctor before she finally settled down with Rory. Yeah. And so, for the last couple of seasons, romance has been in the background. Mm. And the male Doctor was the character, the Doctor, as a male, was just the Doctor. They didn't really play up the fact that he was male or female or, you know, the virtues of male or female in it. So, I'm wondering if they're going to continue that on with Jody, and it's kind of like... It doesn't matter if the Doctor is made female or male. The Doctor is the Doctor. Yeah. And I think that would be really cool if they did that. But I'd also like to see some, you know, comedy in reference to the fact that the Doctor is a female this time around. You know, because when she comes back and meets uh, somebody that has met the Doctor in the past, you know, met the Doctor in the past, come back and she's like, yes, I'm the Doctor. They look at her like, you're the Doctor? A woman, you're the doctor, you know, and kind of get that whole gender bending, you know, comedy aspect of it. I can see that, but I, I really, I want to say that I predict that they won't play up the fact that the doctor is female beyond that, because the doctor is the doctor. Now there is one other thing that I remember vaguely was slightly mentioned in the panel, but I really don't remember exactly if they actually did anything with it, but. There had been questions about the mistress, the master mistress, if they're going to come back. Missy. That one's a hard one to, that's a hard one to predict. Yeah. Because at the end of Picaldi, uh, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the last Doctor's run. Should we have a drinking game of how many times I, you can screw up his Capaldi, name? <laughs> yes. At the end of Capaldi's Capaldi. run. <laughs> The master and the mistress both kill each other. Yep. So, and it was kind of inferred that the master, when he shot Missy, after she stabbed him, mm-hmm. that he had shut down her regeneration ability. Yeah, because it would have been kind of a kind of a paradox of them killing each other. Well, no, 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 because he didn't, Missy didn't, while Missy did kill the Master, she did it in a way that he had time to get back to his TARDIS, and that's what she specifically said, Uh, you know, she said, yeah, I've stabbed you, and you should be able to make it back to the TARDIS before you regenerate, and, you know, he's like, yeah, okay, that was, you know, and he kind of admires her for a minute, and then shoots her. So, and and then it's kind of inferred that she can't regenerate. Hmm. So whether or not 
that's true. However, however, in most series it stays, nothing stays dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) this is definitely one of those comic book things where nobody stays dead. I mean, the Master has supposed to have been killed any number of times throughout the series, and they keep bringing the Master back. Well, who's to say that the Master did survive? The same Missy did not was not able to generate. However, there's the master, and if he survived, he might regenerate back into Missy. Well, no, that's the master does regenerate into Missy. That was the moment Missy stabbed him in such a way that he had time to make it to his TARDIS and regenerate into Missy. Oh, that's yeah, yes. And then she just gets shot. So. And then yeah, as he's like, okay. All right, I'm going to go crawl off to my TARDIS now and regenerate into you. But before I go, parting shot. Yeah. So, but, I mean, and I, I can see it. The the Cybermen get a hold of Missy's body yeah. and tinker with it, and whoops, she regenerates. Someone goes back. Nardal goes back and rescues Missy's body, and uh, she regenerates. I mean, mm-hmm. there's any number of things that they could do. Yeah. That. In this world, sci-fi, supernatural, and all kinds, yep. nothing stays Yeah, dead. I mean, how many times have Sam and Dean come back from it? I mean, <laughs> I there's know. even an episode where, you know, a bunch of other hunters run in, blast them with shotguns while they're sleeping, and then the next thing you know, Sam and Dean are awake going, all right, guys, why did you kill us? So, <laughs> I mean, this is TV, this is Doctor Who, this is Time Lord Regeneration. Who knows? Indeed. That was an old episode. Wow. <laughs> I don't just watch Doctor Who. I, I have been known to watch other shows. I know it's rare, but it happens. <laughs> Husband and I had that binge watching a supernatural one day, the first, all the way from number one to I think at this time we were on tenth season, I think. We'll probably have to have like a sci a sci files um cast a cast episode because Stavro loves the shit out of Supernatural as well, so nice. Yes. We could do that, I think. Yeah, yeah. that would be fun. But this is about Doctor Who, so Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it is about Let's Doctor continue. Who. Yeah. And lots of people at the Most City Comic Con dress as the TARDIS dresses. Oh yeah, the various... TARDIS dress was all over the RCC. Oh, yeah. So it was like three types of dresses I saw out there. Um, Axel said he got to see the notorious guy that dresses as David Tennant. Tennant, And he has this really cool it's really cool people. It is a TARDIS on wheels. wheels, Mm. And it's literally human size where he could actually hop into it and roll around in it. Yeah, he rolls it around the con. I saw a cute girl dressed up as um as Matt Smith. Yep, saw that. And the girl that was dressed up like Amy. Yep. Like following him around. Following him around, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who cosplay is huge, especially yeah. when yes. David Tennant, Catherine Tate, and John Barrowman were in town like they were this last weekend. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I expected a huge turnout of Doctor Who cosplay. I also saw this really interesting, like, purple Dalek um, that was kind of getting rolled out of the convention as I was leaving on Sunday. Oh, nice. And it was super cool. I mean, you can, it wasn't as detailed as, like, last year. Remember last year they had, like, the shitload of them? Just yeah. Kind of all over the place. And I couldn't help it. I'd follow behind and I'd be like, It's Dominate! It's Dominate! <laughs> you know, I just kept following them the around. The coolest <laughs> one was a couple of years ago at WizardCon. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, uh, there was a kid who was running around in... Uh, a di- in dialect, a dialect battle armor suit, mm. and it actually it was uh, it was battery powered. It was re- you know so he actually drove it. It was a she actually. And it was a girl, yeah. Her and dad was some kind of engineer. He was an engineer built it from scrap. Yeah, full body by the way. This is like it was just our gorgeous and dialect suits. It had a microphone wow. in it, so when she talked, the voice changer actually changed her voice into oh, the dialect wow. voice. And yeah, That's could cool. could move. I mean, it 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 really was as close as we can get to a dialect. It was very very cool. Mm. And uh, we have pictures of it, which uh, somewhere <laughs> hopefully I can get Heather Probably to find it. Probably in my archives. Get it to producer Ryan, who can put it on the site. <laughs> and only the doctor could stop her. And only well, actually, there was that was there was a uh, photo op between the doctor who had the rolling TARDIS and the dialect, they got together a couple of times by request 
to people to take pictures, you know, things with nice. the doctor pointing the uh, mm. sonic screwdriver at the dial-up. Yeah, I saw it a couple of times. Um, so huh. it was pretty cool. Yeah, this year there was a lot of the TARDIS. First of all, I think there was more of the TARDIS dresses than anything this year. There was a few David Tennant's, maybe a couple Matt Smith's. I remember seeing at least one guy dressed, the one with the cap and the red <laughs> scarf. But otherwise, I haven't. I didn't see all the other. See, doctors. I'm gonna blame the TARDIS dresses on John Barrowman, and this is funny because if you watched, yeah. if you listened to the last episode of the Sci-Files, I seem to be blaming everything on John Barrowman. But the TARDIS dresses because John Barrowman came dancing out on stage during one of his panels in yeah. the TARDIS dress. So I think was it the TARDIS dress? No, not said, this, not this year. But he's done it. In Khan's past, oh, yeah, where he came is. out dancing in the Tardis dress. He also, he also did it at the Walker Stalker last yeah. year. Yeah, no, he came so, out dressed in kind of like a Captain America outfit, but yeah, this time, space, this time around, yeah, with sparkles and uh, flare and really fancy heels. Too. Yes, 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 yes. White heels. And he actually got bring in your sunglasses. Yes. You're gonna watch that YouTube video. Oh my word! <laughs> <laughs> he was very sparkly. Yes, check out. Very fabulous. Rose City Comic Con 2018 John Barrowman panel. I'm in it, folks. So that's why you got to check it out. It's on YouTube. Part one and part two. Uh, I actually am in part two, but it is worth watching the whole thing. Technically, part two is part one because when he was flirting with the guy, the deaf guy that was sign language in the blue outfit... The blue oh, shirt, God, that was yeah. actually in the beginning, not the end. So part so you wanna watch part two first and then part no, one. You gotta no. watch you just watch part one then part two. But part two is part one is what I'm telling you. It's not. No, it's it's not. You're just confused. No. no. Yeah. He, yeah, they switch out the guy like more than one. Yeah, they switch him around. Yeah. There were three signers during his oh, run. I don't yeah. remember the guy three in different the blue signers. and the guy in the black. Yeah. There were three yeah. different signers okay. during his run. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like what they did with the panel beforehand, but except for the panel beforehand, they had both signers standing next to each other. Yep. Uh, uh, which I thought was weird. So <laughs> I was like, why are there two? Well, there were two guests running the panel, so maybe yeah, that's true. they had to have them sign for what they both said. So that one if they were talking at the same time, I mean, yeah. Anywho, Doctor Who. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho, Doctor Who. So yeah, Who-hoo. it's. It really is going to be interesting. So, yeah, and then with uh, with a lot of the writing staff changes, um, I mean, this kind of makes it for a pretty interesting uh, group. As far I, uh, one thing I always love too, I mean, because when you're when you're changing the cast in such a dramatic way, you have to change the writing staff as well. Uh, Not really. Russell Davies has been a consistent writer of the Doctor Who series, mm. and some of some of the best episodes were his so I mean, oh I know who you're yeah okay so like Chris yeah I can't even Chibnall Chibnall yeah yeah <laughs> how you say his I think name? it would be smart to move away from, I think Moffat is what they called this guy that did Capaldi I think it would be smart to move away from him just because his style writing wasn't the greatest yeah I feel and I don't think so it's probably a smart move they switched it because to give to give the female more perspective, give more yeah. flair, I guess. Yeah, well, and some, and some of the writers and directors kind of include a, a, a varied uh, group of both film and uh, stage play uh, writers and directors. So mm-hmm. that kind of uh, that kind of mashup is going to make the show really interesting. And, and and that is something that they said at the Rose City Comic Con during the Doctor Who panel that I actually agreed with. It's about the only thing I agreed with that they were saying (laughs) while we were there. Is that, you know, with a new Doctor coming in, everybody needs to give the new Doctor a chance Mm -hmm. to make the role their own before they decide whether they like her or don't like her. Um, Which I only agree with partially because of the second part of what they said along with it is that it's not really the Doctor that people should be having a problem with, whether the Doctor it's is the male writer. or female. It's the writers of the show. Yeah. Because the Doctor could be the ultimate, you know, megastar that everybody has wanted to play the Doctor since the Doctor has been out there. Yeah. But if the writing sucks, the Doctor's not going to do that great, and the only thing that's going to make the show is how the Doctor 
how that actor portrays the doctor with the mediocre writing that's going on. So you can only do so much when the writing really sucks. When the writing really sucks, and uh, a lot of people don't like the way Moffat has written some of the episodes. I I don't have a problem problem with Moffat's writing personally. No, but some either. people do. Yeah. Uh, and because I've liked some of his other shows, you know. You know, so yeah. really, uh, I think Jodie Whittaker's going to do a great job. I think the writing is going to be great because they do have the opportunity to. Do something new. Do something new with the show that hasn't been done before. And with new writers, new staff, new showrunner, it, it, I will be really seriously disappointed if it falls flat. I, I really will. It would be... Yeah. It would be a terrible shame. And I want to think it would probably just be a large part of just fan backlash. You know? Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's kind of like the thing that's going on with like the you know, like with Disney's run of the Star Wars series. With the oh, exception God. of the fact that we're just getting those shit at us, like at yeah. rapid fire ray. At least with this being a television show, you know, it'll just come down to subject. You know, like you know, as far as like subjective uh, opinion is concerned, um, you know, whether or not people really do cling to this doctor persona. Well, or yeah, that. yeah. Well, I mean, that was something that that I had just recently come across because Heather and I just watched. Or at least I... Ju- no, we, it was us together, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Alien Covenant. Yeah. Yes, which I was. which I hadn't seen yet. We watched it uh, uh. last week. And I was looking up stuff online after it, you know, how it did with the critics and stuff, you know, in case it was going to be one of the subjects that brought up during our show, uh, what with Predator coming out and the Predator you Alien just Universe. You bring it up just so I can shame it. And a lot of it was that even, you know, between Prometheus and Covenant, people were kind of confused. They didn't quite understand it. It didn't, you know, it wasn't, ex- you know, it didn't explain, you know, they, they didn't quite figure out how it fit in the alien universe. And I looked at those kind of comments and thought, you people are not intelligent enough I can or figure something. it out. Because... If you watch the Alien series yeah. and then include Prometheus and Covenant as, as prequels mm-hmm. in, in the order of things, however you watch them, to me, the whole thing actually does make sense. I understand it from beginning to end. I thought it made sense I didn't just from the... Prometheus and I understood yeah. Covenant. You yeah, know? I mean, I understood it just from, you know, like, as the series goes up in, you know, from like one to four, you know, like from one to four... And then when they bring in Prometheus, the Prometheus storyline to me made sense. Yeah. I totally got it. And I was actually looking forward to the Prometheus 2 movie that they were supposed to make, but it never actually came to life. Yeah, Covenant instead. Yeah, Covenant. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm actually looking forward to, and I'm not a big Aliens franchise fan. Yeah. Because of something that happened with a, as a kid, which I will talk about when we talk about Aliens. Um, and it is a very horror series. Too. And it is a very horror series. But I'm actually Not looking really. forward to Aliens Awakening. So when we take, you know, when you apply this to Doctor Who, it's kind of like, yes, they're going to have a new doctor, new writers, new staff and whatnot. But there is history. So as they do something new, they need to keep in mind that there is Doctor Who history that they've got to, you know, there are certain expectations yeah. and things from the history of Doctor Who that they need to keep going in. It's like when they did the reboot, the Kelvin timeline of Star Trek now is what they're calling it. Yeah. When they brought that in, each of the characters being played by a new actor did touch on stuff from the original Star Trek series. Yeah. I mean, uh, Carl Urban's portrayal of Bones... Dr. McCoy was brilliant, and he even said, I'm a doctor, not a, you know, blank. And I thought, absolutely brilliant. So they need to keep stuff like that in mind for the Doctor Who thing. Yeah. Because this is basically, you are, they are rebooting it in a way. Yeah, Yeah, it is true. It is, it is kind of a Doctor Who reboot, but it's an expected reboot. That's because every doctor is a reboot. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, let's... But this is just something completely different that you can go either two ways. You can go, awesome, this is a great Doctor Who, or no, this is going to be a very sucky season. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think... If 
Jodie Whittaker's run as the Doctor is panned as a bad run. I don't think it'll be enough to kill the series. No. I wouldn't say that. I, I, no. I really don't. But I honestly think she's going to take the show and the writing and whatnot that's going to come with it is going to be absolutely brilliant. And even if it did kill the series, I could see any of the streaming platforms picking it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah. Now, if she uh, decides... No, she not decides, but if this is something that they... So, if she does a really great job and we all love her, the question would be then, are they going to continue the female you know, generations... Or are they going to cut back and go back to male again? I, I think it's going to depend on how long Jody runs as a doctor. Yeah. I mean, it was like what they've seemed to be doing since two thousand since every three years. I mean, yes, Christopher Exton only did one year, but that was, uh, according to Christopher, he didn't like the direction the show was going, which is why he left. And that's all he'll really say about it. Yeah. But since then, David, Matt, Peter have all been about three years. Yeah. Uh, before even, that... Even though it did kind of feel like David Tennant's run was a little longer. It was a little longer because of how they did it. His yeah. second or third year, yeah. they did it in five Doctor Who specials. Five or six. Yeah. Uh, and that's that was the next season. So he didn't have as many episodes. Yeah. And I want to think... But a lot he, of them were spaced out yeah. far in between. And I want to think, you know, because, you know, Jodie's a younger actress, you know, mm-hmm. that they'll both, you know, like, like Matt Smith. Like Matt and Smith. Like, um, and David Tennant, you know, they'll do more with her. Yep, they, they made, and I mean, it could be that they might go back to see, she is so popular that they extend her run to four, maybe five years, and she could be the next Tom Baker who ran it for seven. Yeah. Which would be brilliant. <laughs> Which would be, as she said, That's brilliant. Actually, you know, okay. So going back, I think we talked, we mildly touched bases on this with the last episode, but um, her outfit. Her outfit, yes. Yeah. It does kind of remind me of like a Tom Bakery kind of. It, it touches on a number of a bunch doctor. of them. Yeah, it touches on a bunch of them, and that was something that they said in the Rose City Comic Con. One of the panelists said that. She didn't like the outfit. She didn't think it was very Doctor Who-y and that it would just, everybody could cosplay as that Doctor. And I, I, I really, you know, okay, I'm not a violent person and whatnot, <laughs> by and large. And I say this, I really wanted to reach up and slap this woman because, and, and I really wouldn't have, but it, it's the expression. Because looking at Jody's outfit, it's like, no, this touches on a number yeah. of the Doctor Who series. The, the trench coat, the... The color scheme the color on the front of shirt, yeah. taking it back to uh, Tom Baker's scarf, and, the suspenders, and how conservative like the you know the the skirt looks and everything yes. else. I mean, well, she's not in a skirt; she's in yeah. pants. In one of the ones I saw, though, uh, she might have been wearing a skirt in one of them. Yeah, uh, she was in one of the trailers. One of the shots. I haven't seen it, but yeah, but she's also wearing pants, and you know, uh, she'll probably have a you know ton of weird outfits. Oh, you're right, it is pants. Yeah, I totally loved her outfit when I saw it. And I was like, yes, you can't get more Doctor Who than that kind of outfit. And ladies, you can buy this uh, this new outfit uh, for $109 on OasisCostume.com. Okay, yeah. so, I don't know this, I can't actually remember what she was in the one, in the regeneration episode, but it looks like her outfit is going to be some kind of blue pants that stops kind of like mid like mid between the knee and the ankles with span- yellow spandex. Some kind of black shirt with yellow, red, and blue stripes in the breast area. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the nod and, to the scarf. And the tre- trench coat, and then some brown boots with like blue striped socks. Mm-hmm. So it looks like she's going towards a nerdy look almost, because to me this is not a stylish outfit. No, but it's uh, cute. It's cute, it and cute it's very. I think it's very Doctor Who-y. It's kind of to me, yeah. To me, I kind of feel like this is a. If you if anybody's watched Scorpion, at the last season they had Phyllis 
or Flo or whatever, Florence. Florence. And I can imagine her wearing this outfit because of the nerd yeah. theme. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, here's something that I like to take, because the trench coat that they've got her in is a very lightweight trench coat. Yeah. yeah. So I can see the doctor running, and the part of the trench coat that, that's very billowy is going to be flowing like a cape. And very superheroish for the doctor, you yeah. know? And it's also kind of a take, like, um, it kind of uh, jumps off from, like, Peter Capaldi's look because he didn't have a bow tie. No, so, he didn't. And, and this outfit actually has a very open neck, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so yeah. that. Uh, Peter Capaldi's character wore a bolo a couple of times. A couple of times. A couple yeah. times with know. the bolo. Um, I kind of think if I was thinking of Doctor Who, I'd probably put her in more of like a Victorian style suit. But see, that's Missy, though. That's what Missy wore. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about, like, a skirt, though, but... So, I know it's kind of funny, like a full but... Dress, I would, but... Yeah. I, I, I have... To, I, I like the outfit. I think it's very <laughs> Doctor Who-y. And My husband doesn't have style, though. That girl on the... <laughs> that, that lady on the panel just needs to keep her mouth shut about how, you know, the outfit is perfect, I think. Well, I didn't say it was a Doctor Who. I mean, it's going to be very... It's going to be... I mean, this is the kind of outfit you want to run around and do an action-y stuff in, right? Got the boots and the, the flowy the flowy cape coat. Yeah, I and still the, want that Victorian-style look. You know, so... Yeah. Then she'll look too much like a bad guy. Yep. <laughs> well, no, the bad guy had was more like Mary Pop, Poppins' Victorian-style. I'm not talking about that. Hmm. There is a difference. You I'm sorry, with Missy did look like a, you know, <laughs> an evil like Mary Poppins. Yeah, she Missy totally was a, did. A, a, she even a had the umbrella, evil, didn't she? Even, she even <laughs> had the umbrella. Yes, she did. Yeah. No, I even thought, like, at Wait. some... Oh, maybe at some point, um, if they ever do change Missy up again, if they, you know... Cause they, you know well, they're going to have... Missy's going to have to have... What? Well, it's possible you might meet Missy because, well, time lord, time travel. Yeah. But if they do a regeneration, it'll be interesting to see what they do. What was the... And what... Go ahead. Okay. What was your favorite line out of Missy that she's... Oh. Um, something about the bananas? Yeah. It's where she's like... Um, as long as it's not an old man look, you know, because then they'll feel like, you know, old, you know, like dad trying to scold her daughter or his daughter for like, you know, it'll feel like a, a dad-daughter scenario. It'll be interesting. And, and the one you're referring to is when... <laughs> Missy is actually introduced, and she's uh, captured and on the airplane, and she's talking to the gal and says, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to kill you." And it's like, "But if you kill me, you know, I'm very valuable. It would be, you know, wrong to kill me." She's like, "Oh, yes, you're right." But didn't I say bananas? <laughs> and then she was. I, I absolutely love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at, at after what yeah. Brian said, looking at the outfit, I could kind of see this one working because. She was male, and if you're coming from a male to female, you're probably not going to have the mindset of wearing femaleish clothes, and this and these clothes are more tomboyish. Now you mentioned that, and that's something that will be interesting to see how they explore if they in the 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 brain chemistry of the Time Lord adjusting from a male to female gender, yeah. and how the if. If they do any playing with the brain chemistry, in she that, has to relearn things, you know. I mean, you know, so she's gonna have to relearn how to go to the restroom. I mean, since time lords do apparently swap gender when they regenerate, is it something that they inherently know how to adjust to? Yeah. So if they don't, and they have to, you know, learn as they go, it'll be interesting to see how they play with that. Mm. If it's they inherently know how to do it, then it probably won't be something that gets brought up. But we'll see. That's that's an interesting oh, point. Yeah. All right. So, um, kind of in closing here, um, there is another project that Stephen Moffat does have in works. Uh, the time, or it's kind of in the vein of the of the book, uh, the Time Traveler's Wife. I think it's actually an, a film adaptation of that. Of, of the that Time book. Traveler's Wife. Yeah. And yeah, I, there was an article about that. And I know there was, like, um, a few of the episodes, I think, with David Tennant uh, were kind of nods to that book. Hmm. So it would be kind of neat to see what he actually does with it, um, whether he'll bring some of the Doctor Who, uh, you know, past cast to, you know, be extras in the movie or just be, you know, supporting cast. 
But it'll be neat to see what he does with that. Well, cool. Yeah, I could definitely see uh, that possibility. Yeah, the article that I remember you you sent us was the reference of the Traveler's Wife, which I've actually seen the movie. Mm. That was actually a decent movie. Um, you know, it's kind of like a fan, it's a fan, it's you know obviously kind of like a fantasy romance, but it's realistic to a point and basically people don't know Traveler's Wife is about a guy who teleport who managed who somehow gets the ability to transport back and forth into time mm -hmm. and he can't control it and sometimes he can stay in one time for a certain amount of time and then poof he's gone again into a different time yeah. and it's usually back and forth he's using the past present and future there's no actual time stream. Hmm. Now, does anybody know whether or not um, Moffat's going to stay connected to his uh, Sherlock series? I don't know, but I would love to see a new Sherlock. Yay! Yeah, that's Sherlock! Like, the last season was fucking awesome. I really loved it. I, um, I did too. And we can probably have one of those episodes because... <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that was a we really... have to. Because it was definitely a really good direction really really yes. fucking bizarre it's very annoying when they do this many episodes like five or something it's like three episodes a season yeah it's like yeah. Um, I mean they're, well they're about two hours they're yeah like I know they're decent length yeah. are they like yeah they're like an hour and a half long episodes so you get about three to five episodes per year but then you have to wait a whole year I know and it doesn't help that these guys the the complete the the, um, like the main actors. The main but... actors are in these main big roles now. Oh, I know. And so you gotta wait for those guys to be done with those roles. Well, at least we can count on, um, you know, Benjamin Cumberbatch uh, not really doing a whole lot of really super big things. I mean, like, I think his character was kind of taken out, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. And uh, did, did he die in Infinity War? I'm trying no, to remember. No, 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 he didn't. He was one of the ones that survived. He was one of the ones talking that talking about the guy that played Doctor Strange in Charlotte yes. Jones, right? Yeah. No, he didn't officially die, but he he just kind of... Because Doctor Strange doesn't die, but he uh, he does uh, go to ashes in the movie, in Infinity Wars. Mm. And then likely in the second movie, they're going to bring everybody back. So, technically, no. Uh, but still, I mean, his role as Doctor Strange... Um, guy that plays his partner and used to play Hobbit and Lord of Rings, he now has a part in Marvel, so I don't know yeah. if he's going to be coming back or not. Yeah, because he was in Black Panther. Mm -hmm. He was one of the Tolkien white oh. guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I felt bad I for him. Me. He was like the only white guy in Black Panther, pretty much. Other than Andy Serkis, <laughs> who was the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> or one of the bad guys. Not the bad guy. I think yeah. the, uh, the bad guy was uh, was Michael Jordan's son. Yeah. Who's an awesome actor. Who looked God really damn. like the guy that married Mary Ferrari. Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. They literally could be legit twins. Except one is scrawny and the other one's buff. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so thank you for joining us on this episode of Doctor Who. And of course, yeah, we... We do kind of drift away from this, from the core subject from time to time. But that's all in conversation. And we'll bring back Doctor Who when October 7th, the new episode, co comes back. So yeah. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say of that episode. Oh, man. Yeah. Might even, might even all watch it independently and maybe just watch the episode as we're doing the podcast. <laughs> Just have it Ooh. on the back. Just have it commentary. on the Commentary. Yes. <laughs> we provide commentary reel. Because that's something we have... I don't think we've ever done that on the show. We'll have to. Yeah, we've done that on uh, past uh, episodes of the Casket Cast. Uh, there was one episode where we were we were actually talking through... Um, God, I want to say it was like Critters 2. <laughs> we were actually talking through that almost all the way through. <laughs> it was like... So random. Just kept making all these like funny jokes about everything <laughs> we were seeing. So yeah, maybe we'll have to schedule us watching Doctor Who for the very first time because it's not fun if we do it, you know, the second time. It's more yeah. fun. It's funner, I should say, funner to do it the first time around. Yeah. 
Yes, I agree. <laughs> but depending on when we decide to record, I may not be able to wait and y'all can suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the tackle of my husband periodically go, no! Right. It's a good thing I got an East Coast beat in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, oh, people. Sci-Files out. I wish, I know the question they asked me, I wish they wouldn't ask me. I got that a couple of times. Burt Ward especially. Yeah. Uh, um, what, what was it? What's it like working David Tennant? <laughs> That's a snooze fest right there. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.